Hello, patrons, and welcome back, finally, to a special bonus patron-only episode of This Film is Lit. Uh, it's been a while, um, for a number of reasons, but we won't go into any of that. We've watched the thing that everybody has watched. You've clicked on this because you saw the title of the episode. Uh, <laughs> we watched Tiger King, and we're going to talk about it, because we have some thoughts on it, uh, and maybe some thoughts that aren't super well-voiced. I don't know. Some of them are. Some of them, I think, aren't. I've been seeing more some some more of the things that are in line with our thoughts. Okay, so yeah, there's just a lot of memeing that... Uh, oh, the memeing Right, is, it's out of control, yeah. but... Um, in general, the stuff that I've seen has not, uh, I felt like I've had a very contrary opinion about the documentary in general to a lot of people, at least that I've seen online, but, um, I could be, I could be mistaken about that. Maybe it's just sort of, I'm only seeing like one side or whatever. I'm definitely seeing more of the opposite to us. Yeah. side but i'm like lately the past couple of days i've been seeing a ramp up and like stuff that i'm like i agree with that gotcha so all right so uh we'll stop being sort of uh <laughs> vague vague and, and get into the specific <laughs> thing we kind of have four main topics we're gonna hit but first we're gonna start with sort of a general review and discussion uh and as everybody has said it is a wild uh entertaining and horrifying seven yeah. episodes of a it's a cliche, but it really is like the definition of like a train wreck or mm-hmm. a car wreck that you just like it's horrible, but you can't tear your eyes away from it. Yeah. It, I mean, it is. Uh, I can see I completely see why it has captured the minds and imaginations of, you know, millions yeah. and millions of, of viewers because it is um, it's well crafted in the sense that it's uh they know how to present the 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 filmmakers know how to present a very uh, the story in a very compelling way, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll get into some of that eventually. But um, it's also just a very interesting story. Like it's obviously uh, a very like wild tale because yeah. mo- I mean, it, barring some of the stuff we'll talk about, it, it most of the stuff that I mean, the stuff that happens in the documentary, mo- like obviously the stuff did happen. Like, you know what I mean? Now, some of it, the way it's presented, we'll, we'll talk about whether or not, you know, certain elements of, of the presentation, if that people seem to be taking at face value, in my opinion, uh, that I, I think probably shouldn't be, but, uh, or potentially shouldn't be. Um, I do think it is, it is a clearly like just insane, a series of events that, that took place that they were able to document. And the fact that they did have footage of like everything that yeah. happened is, yeah. is really wild and really rare. Um, one thing I will say that I thought was interesting, uh, and I've talked about this a little bit, we've talked about this a little bit. I thought it was wild. So overall review, like it's entertaining. I don't know if I, I will say this. I don't know if I recommend watching it and we'll get into that. I would say it's already exists. Everybody's already seen it. You've probably already seen it or you haven't at this point or decided, or if you're somebody who hasn't watched it, you haven't watched it for specific reasons and me telling, saying anything else, like you already have your reasons for not watching it. And I, I might agree with you um, and we'll get into some of that. But uh, I will say that um, it, it is wild to me how uh, sort of cliche of a documentary it is mm-hmm. in the presentation of it. It's so if anybody's listened to serial or watched most 
crime drama, true crime dramas of the last six years, everything since Serial and right around Serial, this is j- exactly the that. Yeah, they're doing nothing new with. There's the nothing new or interesting with the format or the presentation, which is interesting. And it's because it's a presentation style that works. Yeah. People obviously aren't tired of it. But it's also interesting to me because it's a presentation and a, and a, and a style that has been thoroughly um, critiqued uh, yeah. through satire and stuff. Yes. Like Ameri- we've talked about Ameri- I don't. We haven't talked about it on this podcast, I don't think. But American Vandal was a Netflix series. Uh, had two seasons that uh, that was completely a a sort of uh, a spoof, a, a satire on. Um, serial and uh and this and it's and, and every every commentary that american vandal in both season make in both seasons makes also applies equally to this um if you haven't watched american vandal and you have watched tiger king or any any or you know listen to serial any of that stuff highly recommend american vandal it has a lot of really interesting things to say about sort of the unseen consequences of true crime mm-hmm. documentaries uh and, and that sort of thing it's also just really funny like if you yeah. just want like an entertaining comedy show it's it's a very binge worthy and well also at least especially the first season first season is much better yeah, than the, the second yeah the first season was way better than the second in my opinion but uh especially the first season it's also a very well crafted mystery like it's it, it is also entertaining in the way that like serial or tiger mm-hmm. king is where it's like these twists and turns every episode and it ends on a cliffhanger every time so it's the same kind of thing um, uh, while also being really funny and a send up of those of crime dramas and that sort of thing, but uh, so yeah, I thought it was really interesting that they didn't do anything new. They don't need to though, yeah, because the thing. subject is already so insane, and the people that they've got on there are. Yeah, no, absolutely, I, I don't disagree that like, it is. Y'all don't need to do anything new with the format, and I, I'm sure that's part of what they thought when they sat down and were putting this together was we don't need you know yeah. Just present it uh, again. Present it in the way that that things like cereal and stuff present. Because I'm also uh, probably on the controversial side. Maybe not as much anymore of the cereal opinion. In that I absolutely think Adnan Syed murdered that girl. Like I am uh, fairly confident that that is the case. Uh, um, now I don't necessarily again without getting into the details of that. I th- whether or not he should have been convicted. Whether or not the you know there's a million other details that go into that, but. I, I think this it's pretty unlikely that he wasn't the person responsible. I've never listened to Serial, I, yeah. so I have yeah. zero opinions. Yeah, and again, I'm not. That's not a commentary on whether or not he should have been convicted and all these other things, uh, whether or not the trial went the right way, blah blah blah. But just in terms of like my objective or subjective opinion on the, the actual case. Anyways, um, so that that's kind of the general overview of the show. Is yeah, it's just it's nuts. Um, let's now talk about because this isn't a conversation i've seen it happens every now and then but this isn't something i've seen in response to tiger king and it's it's really weird to me that people aren't it seems like people have forgotten that documentaries aren't real yeah not that they're not real again the stuff in the show that you see on camera most of that happened obviously because we're watching it happen yeah but the 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 thing the feelings and the um the narratives that are presented to you as a viewer and the things you come away with the conclusions you come to are not are completely and 100% a result of what the filmmaker decided to do 
of the what the filmmakers in this case decided to show you, how they decided to show you, what order they decided to mm-hmm. show you. Um, a million. There's uh, uh, yeah. It's all in how the narrative is constructed. Yeah. And this narrative was constructed very carefully. Very carefully. Um, and 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 because th- I will say it's interesting. They do this. They're very good about. Um, I don't want to completely say that that the narratives throughout the course of the show were constructed in a way that doesn't reflect reality because I think it's clear from everything you know if you do extra research and stuff that most of it is you know they're not like manufacturing things out of whole cloth but they're I think to me the as I watch the show and I could you know the way they edit things this the shots they decide to put in certain places next to each other the things they decide to juxtapose with each other in terms of like uh, things that Joe does compared to things that Carol does compared to things that, uh, what's his name? Doc Antle does. Um, and sort of, uh, again, the way they, it's, it's so subtle. The power of editing is so strong and it's so subtle that even things as small as hanging on a shot of a person after they finish talking for a few extra seconds can completely change the way you perceive that yeah. that what they said. And it may and, and and that could be real or that could be completely manufact like that could be completely false. Like Carol Baskins could finish a sentence and if you cut it when she finished the sentence it sounds like all she said was like yeah and and this happened or whatever. But then if you hang there for a few seconds and she doesn't know what's happening and she smiles strangely because now she's just she finished her thought Mm-hmm. And the director's just staring at her or who knows what's happening behind the camera and she's just reacting or not reacting to that and the and the camera shot hangs on that. You're now seeing her say this sentence of I didn't murder my husband and then she sits there and makes a weird face for 10 seconds and then they cut it. And it's things like, again, I'm not saying whether or not they did, you know, but there are moments you have to keep all that stuff in mind when you're watching a documentary that what everything you're seeing you're not, is what the director wants you to see, is what yeah. the filmmakers want you to see. And then that can work in the opposite kind of direction, too. If you have Joe Exotic, he says something and then the camera hangs on him for a few minutes, yeah. like you said, but it's just him kind of sitting there in silence. Now he looks introspective yeah. and like he's thinking. Thinking on things, yeah. But is he? Yeah, and, and it's and it's and it's all. And again, you you know, you're seeing what the they want you to see. And I, I think the thing that that over the course of the documentary became clear is that the filmmakers saw Joe Exotic as a tragic hero to some extent, mm-hmm. um, who has many flaws, but is overall a good person. And they juxtaposed that to, or maybe not overall a good person, but who started as a good person and is basically the and the protagonist of the story who went astray. Yeah, I mean they they saw him as a protagonist, but we have to note the protagonist doesn't necessarily right. mean good guy. Good guy. It means main character. Main character and and the person you root for kind of. Um and 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 because and and then they juxtapose that specifically to Carol Baskins as uh, the person who is the antagonist in the story, but also it's it's this complicated thing where we'll we'll get to Carol Baskins in a second, but because uh, that's a that's a whole thing for me. Um, but I, I do think that you just have to keep in mind that the the sort of narrative that they present for every character in this story is what 
they wanted you to see of that person. Mm-hmm. The the elements of Joe Exotic that you saw and when you saw them in the documentary, you saw them because the the filmmakers had already decided he was their protagonist. He was the guy they wanted you to, to like for. and root yeah. for, but then also thought, oh, but then the fun thing of this is we pull the rug out and turns out he's actually probably tried to get some person killed and is not a great guy and it was abusive and these sort of things and they present those things but at this point you already like him yeah they've already twisted you into liking him and then they kind of do the exact opposite with carol baskin's character where they present her more as like the quote-unquote good girl good guy early on as like like in to an extent like in the first episode or two it's um oh she she wants to rescue tigers blah 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 and they even then they still set up the the stepping stones to where they take her their, their you know their their conclusion of, of her as a person but um so yeah just keep that in mind when you're watching any documentary is that you know yeah you're not seeing the whole thing <laughs> and, and this one in particular and i hate to sound elitist <laughs> But I probably wouldn't recommend this to anyone that I did not think was going to watch it critically. I absolutely agree. And it's it's the it's the reaction that I've seen online is that people just yeah, bought the a, narrative yeah, they were sold. There's a lack of critical thinking skill and they bought into the narrative and now there's what free Joe Exotic? Don't free Joe no. Exotic. He belongs in prison. He, he belongs in prison. He, he he's he, not a good guy. He's not a good guy for a numerous numerous reasons. Um, and now I will say that I do think that he is a tragic character in the sense that I think when you see his know his backstory and what happened to him, you you do feel bad for him, and you do to some extent in the sense that yeah. he you know his his dealing with being a gay man in in the in America in in the South in mm-hmm. or in the Midwest in the eighties or whatever or seventies or whenever he grew up, um, and you know trying to kill himself according to him when he was a teenager and uh, never being accepted by his family and all you know just dealing with all that and 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 that definitely warped his his outlook on the world and his, his relationships and, and, and turned him into the person that he became obviously. And so he is sympathetic in that sense. Yeah. And I think you should feel sympathy for that. And you should reflect on the, on, on everything that happened to a person in their life that led them to become the person that they are. And, um, and so in that sense, yes, you should. But at the same time, also he definitely, he definitely tried to have Carol Baskins killed and definitely abused his boyfriends and slash husbands and definitely, Definitely abused animals, abused animals, well. and, and and all these things. Right. And those, those things yeah. definitely occurred. And so, I, I, in the sense of, I, I like that narrative of the complicated past that led him to these things. Try maybe we should be sympathetic, more sympathetic to everybody's past and what has led them to their this part, these things in their life, and maybe be a little more understanding of why they are the way that they are. But here's the thing. The show doesn't do that for everybody. The show does that for Joe exotic. The show doesn't do that for doc Antle, but not that I, you know, we don't know his, what led him to be the cult leader that he is. And again, this is none of this is to say that these people shouldn't be in jail or that they shouldn't be my, my whole opinions on jail and, and the, and the, (laughs) and the correctional system are a whole different bag of worms, but a tragic backstory is, a tragic backstory. Yeah. That doesn't excuse the wrongs that you're doing in the present. It doesn't it doesn't excuse them. No. Uh and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be in jail. 
because I yeah. think, but but I mean, maybe not an American jail. It should be in a different type of jail because American jail is useless. But that's but a whole. That's thing. a whole thing. Yeah, Again, a whole that's a whole thing. different thing. Um, but it doesn't excuse. It, it just uh, it does, but it does explain. But here's the thing: we also don't get any of that. So we present Carol Baskin's story, and 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 when we say, "Oh, well, she murdered her husband," and this and that, and you know, blah blah blah, it presents all these things. But we don't get any of the tragic, sad backstory. Of Carol Baskins, or or the what we do isn't presented in the same way yeah. that it is with Joe Exotic, to where we feel bad for her and her situation. The presentation of Carol Baskin, we can just transition into that. Yeah. unless there's more that you. Well, want no. The only other thing I was going to hit on saying. the other only other thing I was going to hit on about documentaries was was the sort of the exploitation aspect yeah. of it, and and in particular, it, it is potentially problematic when it's a bunch of people who are still alive yeah and still going about their lives and uh, i mean now most of these people all agreed to be in the documentary obviously because they're you know Mm -hmm. they agreed to be on camera and stuff so that that is fair but it's it is still a complicated and weird topic that i don't think can just be easily swept under the rug as like well they agreed to it so uh, like well yeah i mean if you can't because of the way that this in particular was edited. I mean, can you imagine agreeing to be to, to take part in something like this and then watching it? Yeah. Like, let's say as Carol Baskin. Right. Yeah. Holy well, she is. She's come out since then and been like, I would be yeah. furious. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. And so, yeah, there is that that element of it because they do not have control over how they are presented. Yeah. You know, and, and again, you can just say, well, they said the words they said, and that's none of this, you know, they're not, they didn't, cre- you know, they're not writing lines for them. It's like, I, that's not the point is the power of editing is super strong and you have to respect that when you're watching a documentary um, and just keep it in mind. Not saying that it means everything you're seeing is like fake or because yeah. obviously not. I think most of the stuff probably, you know, the vast majority of what is presented in this documentary is mostly accurate. It's the old razzle dazzle. Yeah. You can have something that is at its core true, but it's all in presentation. And the way that it is presented can be geared towards making you think and or feel a certain way about it. And in my opinion, that is 100% what happened here. Yeah. So let's get to the next topic, and that is uh, Carol Baskin specifically. So Carol Baskin is now the most hated woman in America, maybe, currently. I mean, um, it's a tough race. It's a tough race. Her and Hillary are like, poof. Um, but it is, uh, yeah. So she's, I mean, and the memes are nonstop and everybody, it, it, it's just nonstop sort of, uh, I mean, I've seen constant posts on Reddit of mm-hmm. people like honk if you hate Carol, ba- or honk yeah. if you hate that bitch Carol Baskin and blah, blah, blah. Like people out on their lawn with signs that, you know, and again, it's, it's a small number of people in the overall society but it is this sort of cultural meme now um and i, I mean i have said i i don't know if i've specifically said it but i very much think it's she probably did not murder her husband oh probably I, I did not i don't think she murdered her probably husband. not i think uh, spoilers i guess yeah i think he probably took his little plane that he didn't have proper licensing for just like a man out over the ocean and Flew it into the ocean. Yeah. And the other thing I've seen in speculation is that because they were going back and forth between Central America and stuff, that potentially they were involved in some sort of drug yeah. trade situation. Yeah, that's totally And that possible. somebody, he owed some money or something, and yeah. they came and... And of know. course she's not going to talk about and, that. Yeah, and of course she's not going to talk about that because it would implicate her. Um, 
And so I will say that I don't think she is also a uh, a, a a little bit of a character and not like yeah. all there and grounded. You know what I mean? I think like I think the presentation of the what we get of her as a person isn't completely inaccurate in the show in the sense that I don't think she's like, yeah. Um, I mean, anyone who builds their entire wardrobe on just animal print yeah. is a little kooky. I think she's at a best. little, yeah, she's a little kooky at best. Um, and and also, there's been some other reporting that I've seen, and I haven't done a ton of research uh, about um, some of the, the the stuff with the actual foundation, the big cat whatever rescue, uh, about them sort of not being completely truthful about where they got all their cats and mm-hmm. and, and her. I, and I think it is the situation where... Yeah, I've seen conflicting reports yeah. about her facility. Yeah, I think it is. That's a complicated question. I, I will say that I think that it, it was always it was confusing to me in the show that they present her her opinion on these animals as somehow on cat sanctuaries as somehow hypocritical because she owns a cat sanctuary and runs one but is trying to shut down these cat zoos and to me i didn't understand what the hypocrisy was because it they very clearly stated a bunch and now she had had at different times throughout her life had been part of breeding cats and 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 mm-hmm. done things and she openly admits that throughout the documentary and in other extraneous sources admits that she was part of the cat trade and um, was exploiting cats in her like when she was younger and that now she doesn't want to do that anymore and sees that as a problem and that the fact that she runs a cat sanctuary isn't not equal to participating in yes in the illegal big cat yeah yeah it's not the same thing (laughs) and the the documentary tries to equate them and it's not remotely the same thing like cat sanctuaries are can be a thing like oh and and that's what they tried to say and that's what she presents throughout the show is that we're people like when they have their cats and then realize they don't want them anymore instead of just having them put down or and they can't go back to the wild they can't go back in the wild reality so they gotta go somewhere so we take them here until they die and we try to provide as humane uh you know a situation as good of a life as as can be for a cat in captivity yeah and now there you can get into the nitty-gritty details of whether or not they did a good job of that but i think that was at least her state that was obviously her stated goal and i don't know how people are conflicting that with the same being the same thing as what like the 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 like for-profit zoos are doing and that's even disregarding whether or not you think any of that's okay or not yeah it's just like they're not the same thing and they weren't i don't know i I thought i found that whole thing very strange but so yeah uh everybody thinks she's a murderer and then so everybody hates her because everybody thinks she murdered her husband and the thing that I find wild about this, and I think there's a lot, and and I think there's a lot of inherent sexism in this whole thing. Um, and oh, I, the misogyny was real. Yeah, the misogyny is real, and there's there's a lot of elements to this whole documentary that we'll get to even more in a second um, that are problematic at best. But um, I, I think there's this very clear inherent misogyny, and it and it's sort of reflective of somebody like Hillary Clinton, where. We have the suspicion presented by filmmakers that maybe and and people who hate her because she wants to shut down their business that this woman maybe killed her husband who disappeared. And every single person in the United States now believes that. 
Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. We have this presentation of this woman maybe possibly did something wrong. And now everybody just... And it. everybody hates her for it. Yeah. And everybody has signs about how horrible she is and how she's this giant bitch and everybody hates her. Meanwhile, we know, literally know, because not the documentary presented it to us, that Joe Exotic did all kinds of horrible shit. Yeah. And guess what? Everybody fucking loves him. Yeah. And now, it's not just sexism. There's a big component of, of uh, char- charisma in yeah. that. And there's a huge component of it. I'm not discounting that it's purely... Obviously, nothing's purely down to any one factor. Um, but, I mean, that like, what... And it, and it reminds me of that same thing with, like, Trump and Hillary, where it's like, you know, the speculation of what maybe Hillary might have done yeah. versus what we absolutely have Donald Trump admitting to on camera. And we're like, ah! like, not we, but like as a country, yeah. we just like shrug as our a, shoulders as a collective and, whole, and chant lock we, her up. We and, would yeah. rather crucify the woman for a maybe crime yeah. than the man for a crime that he openly admitted to committing. <laughs> yeah. And guess what, people? <laughs> That's misogyny. Yeah. And I just what it is. Yeah. I just want everybody to reflect on that a little bit as they after watching the documentary or as you watch the documentary. Just try to think about that a little bit. Again, it's not an entire indictment of you as a person, obviously, because it's easy to get kind of pulled in by those narratives. And again, it's not just that, because like I said, it is she's not particularly charismatic Mm -hmm. in the same way that she is in, in ways, but not in the same way that like. Joe Exotic. She's not fun to watch. She's like not he fun is. to watch and entertaining in the same way. Um, but part of the reason that might be is because she is fun in her own way. She's a she's a zany cat lady. Like there is a charm to her. She's like a middle school art teacher yeah. kind of a the, fun. There is a charm to her, <laughs> but it is a different. It's a different thing. It's a different charisma, and I, I also think it's interesting to reflect on why one of those things is more interesting and more like endearing and and palatable to us than the other thing is again these are all those things to kind of reflect on as you think about this documentary and how you viewed the people in it um because yeah that that that's one of the things that's been blowing my mind about the reaction to it i'm like literally have been googling like am i the only person in this country who i'm not even slightly surprised by that reaction i guess i shouldn't be surprised i yeah I guess I, I I am a little surprised, but I I, I shouldn't be I'm disappointed, but not surprised <laughs> yeah. over here. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but uh, I guess I was a little bit because it just it's so obvious to me. And now it helps that I know how filmmaking works. And so I know when I'm being manipulated, at least sometimes I'm not I'm not perfect in it, but like I can tell, you know, a little yeah. bit when I'm being manipulated. And I think one thing I wanted to bring up a specific example of to, to sort of express what we're talking about in terms of the the editing and the presentation in the comparison of these people. And one of the examples that stuck out to me that we talked about was, so they present Doc Antle and his harem of clearly um, uh, uh, groomed yeah. uh, uh, wives that he keeps. And again, now I say harem, and I, I, this is a topic we'll get into, into, into here in a second, is the presentation of alternative lifestyles and that sort of thing. Because... I'm all for like polyamory. Go get them. Big, 
Big get big kudos for you. Um, but not if you yeah. are stockholming <laughs> yes. people. Yeah, not if you're stockholming people. Not if you're bringing them in as teenagers, breeding them, and and uh, and indoctrinating them into a weird cult. Don't do that. But I just didn't want to make. I wanted to make it clear when I was using words like harem and stuff that I'm not like, you know, sullying the whole idea of yeah polyamory and that sort of thing, polygamy or yeah. Um, but my point being that. So we we see the the documentary in the second episode I think it is presents his whole story and mm-hmm. his his wives and all these things that are going on uh and 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 sets it up and very much shows like this guy's a creep this guy is abusing Oh, he should be in jail. He should also be in jail. Uh which they talk about later on that you, uh, for numerous things, but none less so than the fact that he brings teenagers and yeah. they I mean openly admits it says yeah. they were teenagers when they showed up. Uh, and then grooms them into becoming his wives slash, you know, girlfriends, whatever. Um, and so absolutely predatory and, and horrifying. Um, and it presents all that. And they talk about how they he makes he chooses what they wear. Like they have to wear the clothes he wants them mm-hmm. to wear and this and that. And they have to they go through certain, uh, you know, initiation and blah, 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 blah. And all these different things. And they can't and they got to do this and that. And then immediately juxtapose and cut over to Carol Baskins at Big Cat Rescue. And the documentary tells us about how she has all these volunteers that she doesn't pay. Yeah, because they're volunteers. Because that's what volunteers fucking are. Like, <laughs> at first, that was the first thing where I was like, you guys know that charities have volunteers, yeah, right? That's and now, how charities work. That's how charities work. And now I get you can argue, you can, if you want to go into the, the financials of her charity and say that she's profiting obscenely from it and blah, 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 sure. Fine. The documentary doesn't go into that. Like, so I don't know. But charities having volunteers, it, and it is, I believe, a 501c3. I think they say mm-hmm. at one point in the documentary, it's a charity. Them having volunteers is oh, normal. Totally normal. Totally normal. Totally normal, you guys. And they're like, she manipulates people into working for her for free. And I'm like, no, that's what, vo- okay, sure, fine, whatever. Um, there's a difference between for-profit companies and charities, but sure. Again, we can, ugh. but so that was the first thing. And I was like, well, okay. And they, but they present that like they're equivalent. Then they start talking about how these volunteers wear color coded shirts for how long they've volunteered and what level of like experience they have. Mm-hmm. And, and the, and the documentary very clearly presents this as, um, reflective of the cult like behavior of doc Antle's tiger farm whatever zoo and then jumps over to this charity and goes see like no the documentary never says this this is where they get you because you could be like well the documentary never says they're the same thing it's like no the way that they present it (laughs) yes makes you think makes you think this and you're like oh man that is like a cult because all of a sudden now she's like well these people wear green shirts when they start and then for the first two years you're a green shirt and then when you after you have two years experience you come and get a blue shirt and then blah 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 i'm moving up so the narrative presents those two things as equal as equivalent yes equivalent and again they never say that but they present it that way and and if you don't think about it too closely in your head you're like man they're the same she's also running a cult clearly yeah except that's the way that volunteering at a that, large charity works if that's if that's a cult thing guess what like every kid's summer camp is a cult because yeah. like the the different camp counselors have different colored shirts for how like the leadership has green shirts and the art yeah. teachers have red shirt or what you know what i mean like that's how organizations work a lot of the time yeah 
Like, not all the time, but a lot of the but time. a lot of the time, and especially with something like a tiger sanctuary, a big cat sanctuary, you definitely want something where you can easily denote how much experience yeah. someone has. Yeah, yeah. it makes like, perfect for sense. Sure. It makes perfect sense, and especially because at a glance, then, if you see somebody in the wrong color shirt doing something too dangerous for them, yeah. you can go, you don't, can, yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't, hey, do don't do that. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> You you don't have the experience <laughs> yeah, to do that. Yeah, and it's like I I feel like I'm a crazy person when I'm watching this, and that people aren't seeing how obvious this manipulation is, and it and it and it's wild to me, and I I just blew my mind um, how people seem to people seem to again based on the sort of general internet perception to fall for it hook line and sinker, mm-hmm. and I'm just astounded. I shouldn't be again. I shouldn't be. But it's it's really wild to me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fucking um, weird. Another place where the editing really jumped out at me um, in regards to how Carol Baskin was portrayed. Yeah, um, at close to the very end of the series, I don't remember if it was the last episode or not. Um, but when they are reading Joe Exotic's sentence, when they find him guilty, yeah, and they're reading the charges, and they do that. They put that sound clip of reading the charges to an image of Carol Baskin putting on lipstick. Yeah. Yeah. For why? For why? For why? For because she's a calculating evil mm-hmm. bitch, Katie. That's why. Because that's <laughs> what that image that? Yeah. tells us. <laughs> that is exactly what that image tells us. That is if that's femme fatale yeah. footage. 100%. Did Carol Baskin put him in jail? No. No. <laughs> A jury of his peers yeah. put him in jail. For trying to kill Carol Baskin, <laughs> among other things. But the show chooses yep. to put that sound clip and that image yeah. together. Yeah. And that was a calculated choice. Very and specific. those are the things that yeah. you have to think about when you're watching media like this. Yeah. That was yeah. a calculated choice. They chose to do that because they knew that it would get a particular reaction from mm-hmm. people and that it would make them think a certain thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. And, and, and there's, there's, it happens a ton throughout the whole course of the documentary. That's yeah. not, it's not remotely just, you know, those few examples. It, it It's constant. Um, and it's, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. It's, uh, anyways, um, I could go on for hours about Carol Baskin because again, I don't even know. I, she she may not even be a great person, but I, <laughs> she just, might she might not be. But I feel like fairly safe saying that she was portrayed unfairly yes. by this documentary. Yes. She may be a terrible person, but the the reason but but the documentary completely went about show it uh, like the way they went about. Yeah, completely. I'm just saying what you said. Yeah. Completely portrayed completely unfairly throughout the course of the documentary and in a way that was very intentional. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. All right. Final topic that we wanted to talk about is the portrayal of LGBTQ people in uh, LGBTQ plus people. <laughs> yes. Which has got to include the plus because there's no P yeah, in there. But. <laughs> which has gotten even more interesting post watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. We, we, are, we already had thoughts about it while we were watching it, but um, more things have come out since then. Um, and, and we were both read an article the other day um, uh, about uh, one of the people that is in the documentary. Um, but there, there's lots of things. Uh, the one I already mentioned, which we'll just touch on briefly because it's not as much of a 
uh, a topic um, is, uh, but I mentioned this while we were watching it is it felt like a very, uh, so, so Doc Antle and his, and Joe Exotic to an extent um, Mm -hmm. and, and their polyamorous relationships, the documentary feels very uh, judgmental on, and now both of them are predators. Yeah. And so both of them should be judged for their predatory behavior, but the documentary presents it as not that them specifically them specifically but also that the idea the general idea of having multiple partners is inherently predatory which i think is is the vibe i get from the documentary i get that vibe um i i think this is also wrapped up in sexual orientation though because i think the documentary presents joe as more predatory or worse than it. I think they frame him worse than they do Doc Antle. I don't know about that. I, I think there's an added layer of bad with his because they imply that he's like turning straight men gay. Like, like there's that extra layer of, mm-hmm. of weirdness with his, but I, I don't, I think the, the documentary does lean pretty hard into the predatory nature of Doc Antle. It's I, like the I, whole yeah, second I, episode I think is. They lean hard into it, but I think it, but it was all kind of contained to that one episode, yeah. I think, is my point. Whereas Joe Exotic's behavior was touched on way more. Yeah. Also, I will say this, that, that the predatory behavior of Doc Antle is, and it is partially because of the people that are talking about it, but it is constantly sort of laughed off in a, I think because of the heteronormativity of it, it's constantly mm-hmm. laughed off in a, like, Ha ha, don't we all wish we could just fuck lots of pretty women way? Yeah. Like, he's got it good. Ha ha, he's got five girlfriends. Like, everybody, and now mostly it's it's always the people, you know, it's the documentary, the filmmakers never speak. Yeah. Um. Ne- you know, don't actually physically speak. They speak through the people by what they choose to show, <laughs> what they choose to show us in the, in the episodes. But, so it's lots of the people being like, yeah. you know, sort of. Like, sort of a laughing off the the weird predatory nature yeah. of what he's I, I doing. I don't think that the documentary necessarily excused his behavior, but I do think they couched it in heteronormativity. Yeah, and they, yeah, I will I will agree with that. That I think that the because of how much they showed people sort of like chuckling mm-hmm. about ooh that he's got it all figured out kind yeah. of thing was like sort of made you feel less weird about it. Like yeah. it was the implication that you get is like it, people, Oh look, everybody's just kind of, it's just, the, it's just, he's the way he does, you know, like that's just how, uh, like it, it does feel like a little less, um, sinister yeah. potentially, even though again, I think they kind of do both, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Let's get to, to Joe, uh, exotic and his, uh, husbands. Yeah. Which they're, Two over the course of the show. Well, three. Three, yeah. And one of the things that uh, that we had talked, we I, we had both thought of as we were watching the show, but is another thing that people are bringing up more lately is that it, the um the the documentary goes to great lengths over the course of the first few episodes to set them up as husbands, as lovers, as boyfriends. Uh, that his him and his his gay husbands, and then towards the end of the series, uh, the documentary shifts very abruptly. To the fact that all of these people saying, well, they were never gay. His yeah. husbands, they're not gay. They're straight. And like, you know, there's another option, right? Like <laughs> people aren't just gay and straight. And the documentary does not know or 
specifically the people don't don't talk about it and the documentary never continues yeah. to show people only saying that they were obviously straight and that Joe was like manipulating mm-hmm. them into being gay basically um and it is is absolutely uh, an erasure of bisexuality in a very problematic way <laughs> it's an erasure of bisexuality and i also think that it's very telling that out of various examples of LGBT plus um, people and alternative lifestyles that we kind of have presented here, that what the show chooses to primarily focus on is Joe Exotic's sexuality. And the way that they choose to view it is through a predatory lens. Yeah. Yes. Because Joe Exotic is a predator. Absolutely. Absolutely is a predator. But he's not a predator because he's gay. No. But that's the way that the show presents it. Yeah. Yeah. Not because he's gay or because he's polyamorous or any of yeah. those reasons. It, it's He's a predator because he's a predator. And those things just happen to be the case also. Yeah. But it is very much through the lens and of the show. And that. that is really why it bothers me that the show continues to go back to that over somebody like Doc Antle whose very predatory behavior gets so couched in heteronormativity, and then Joe's predatory behavior is viewed through the lens of his homosexuality. It's incredibly problematic. Yeah, it really is. Um, Yeah, and and so, yeah, nobody in the show ever addresses the idea that maybe, just maybe... Just maybe. His husbands, like men and women... Or maybe and no, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe they not. Were. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. And maybe they were literally just straight and, and sleeping with him for drugs, etc. Yeah. But there's never once even the, the semblance yeah. of a of an entertainment of the idea that maybe maybe they maybe like men, women, whatever. Maybe they're you know maybe maybe their gender isn't an important factor in what they're attracted to. Who knows? And now is part of part of the reason for that is because we're dealing with people from very conservative areas of the yeah, country who don't have that sort of um, expanse who probably don't have that sort of expansive view on sexuality and gender yeah. and those sort and of things. Might not have the vocabulary to even discuss it right so that's fair and i'm not saying that like but at the same time the documentary routine continuously presents that same narrative over and over again Mm -hmm. um and it is yeah it's 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 very unfortunate um and then the final thing uh, on this, I think the final thing on this topic is uh, uh, (laughs) I've been talking to people about this at work and stuff. I was like, there's two sane people in this whole show. And I say sane, I don't mean that to be um, neurotypical. Like when I say sane versus insane, I'm using that in a very like um, not not clinical way. (laughs) Really? Like, I mean that in like when and, and again, maybe maybe there are better words for it. Um, that's just how I always say it, it or kind of describe things as insane versus, and again, I know that that's maybe not necessarily the best way to talk about this, but, um, there's like two sane people in the whole show and that is Saf, the mm-hmm. zookeeper and Emily something, the FBI agent who's yeah. in like an episode at the end of the series. It's like everybody else is some level of like bonkers. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> And that's fine because most people are some level bonkers. Again, I, I but specifically talking about staff, uh, this is something the show never addresses at all. But I thought it was interesting. 
and we'll get to this, but um, apparently Saf is uh, identifies uh, as male, is transgender, mm-hmm. identifies as male, and their documentary throughout the entire course of the documentary refers to Saf as she and her and all the people in the show do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is not the case, and the show ne- or the the documentary never addresses it yeah. at all. Never mentions it. Never does anything. I will say I thought this was interesting. Is that whoever called when Saf got his arm bit off? Mm-hmm. Whoever called nine one one said a man got his arm bit off. They referred to Saf as he. Yeah. Whoever made that nine one one call. Uh, and I thought that was knows. interesting because I remember that stuck out in my head at the time and I didn't at the time watching the show didn't know how yeah. Seth yeah. identified so and, and the documentary routinely referred to Seth as she so in my head it was she and I was like oh they said he on the phone that was weird um, maybe they didn't know who it was or something you know what I mean um, but I was like oh now looking back it's like maybe the person on who called 911 did know yeah. <laughs> and did actually correctly gender this person <laughs> and it's weird and I mean as far as the people featured in the documentary, I mean, who knows how they felt about right. it and, and referred to him. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I did read, I think it was in that article, that now after the fact, um, the the show has kind of <sighs> made an excuse um, that... Like a lot of the the newsreel footage at the time and that type of thing um, was misgendering Saf, and they were like, "Oh, that made it complicated." Blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I think they could have handled it better. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could have figured out a way to handle it. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say that because it is, t- it's not tough. They could have just made different decisions overall. But the the documentary never does chime in. Yeah. There aren't sub. There aren't title cards there aren't like at least from my memory there right? are titles sorry of episodes there are title cards but there aren't like the text doesn't come up and say yeah blank, there's blank, never blank, like blank, clarifying like, text yeah there's not like text on screens and they saying, are, like, i mean they absolutely could have done that they could yeah. have had some kind of note or addendum in yeah. there like ex- like acknowledging yeah saths um Gender identity. Gender without, identity. Yeah, but also acknowledging that throughout the course of this series, people will call him she and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so that's, don't get confused. They're talking about this person. But yeah, they could have and they didn't. Yeah. So, but yeah. Could have done a lot of things. Could have done a lot of things. Uh, and could have not done a lot of things. Could have done, yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> Was there anything else? Any um, other about a couple that? other random things that I just wanted to get off my chest. Yeah. Doc Antle. Yep. Sent chills up my spine. Yeah, horrifying. Um, horrifying human being. Horrifying human being ought to be in jail. Yes. Um, should not be in society interacting with anyone, no. in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I have a lot of, and I also, and I also have a lot of thoughts on the prison system and don't agree with it. But a person like that should not be in society and interacting with people. In my opinion. No, that's not... My opinion isn't that they should be. My opinion is that they shouldn't be. My opinion is that the prison system is a nightmare and it needs to be completely changed. It absolutely is. But, but, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You have to remove people from society. There was one thing that I was absolutely aghast at 
that and I was horrified that this show did not it's part of the reason that it really just bothers me so much that all of his behavior his predatory behavior was contained to that one episode and everything else was more just like ooh, the kooky tiger guy yeah with the wives with the wives (laughs) yeah um when they were talking to, I can't, I don't, I don't remember her name. Um, the woman who left. Who left, yeah. I can't remember her name either, but yeah. And she was talking about getting breast implants yeah. while she was there. And she said, I don't remember the exact quote. She said something to the effect of like, I don't remember agreeing to that. But at that point, I was so tired. I would have agreed to, to anything, anything. Yeah. to be able to rest. Yeah. And here's the thing. That's literally how you give someone Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Is that you deprive them of rest and of nutrition until they will agree to anything. Yeah. And of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's how you do it. And that absolutely sent chills up my spine. Yeah. yeah, it's horrifying. It's, it's truly it's horrifying. It's, it's truly horrifying. And yeah, absolutely. And and it, it seems likely now, given the publicity, because again, I don't think he comes out good yeah. over the course no, of the I, show. I think, I think overall he does not. Um, and so I think it's very likely that, may, well, I don't want to say it's very likely, but I wouldn't be surprised if something came of, you know, there were investigations, blah, 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 some, you know, yeah. some, some sort of stuff started happening on his end. Um, and, and hopefully it does because yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> definitely no, but we're all too busy. Don't worry. Didn't you hear that the sheriff's looking into Carol Baskin to see if she actually murdered her husband eight years ago or 20 years ago or whatever. You um, know what? <laughs> even if she did murder her husband, even if she did nothing but respect for that game, I don't even care. Uh, I mean, Good I for would, her. uh, <laughs> nah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't remember the movie implying any sort of abuse, but if there was, then maybe. But otherwise, I'm not. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say good job murdering your husband. Uh, again, I don't know the nature of their relationship. Maybe, she, maybe it was self. Who knows if she did? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying that in general. I know you're memeing, but um, <laughs> send help. <laughs> <laughs> Um, last thing. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the FBI agent. Amanda? I thought it was Emily, but it's either Emily Emily or Amanda. Emily or Amanda, the FBI agent, loved her. She was great. I got this, like, sense watching this that the takedown of Joe Exotic was, like, cathartic. Oh, yeah. For her, of, like, maybe wanting to take down, like, somebody else kind of similar to Joe Exotic, who's, like, really powerful. Yeah. Yes. Kind of, like, got that sense a little bit. A little bit. She, yeah. She, uh, she was giving off strong. Yeah. I, she made me feel things, that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> powerful vibes. Powerful vibes is a good way to describe it without getting into details. <laughs> She was giving off powerful vibes. Uh, but yeah, it was, I liked her. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't have anything else. I don't yeah, think. I don't have anything else to add. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's that's our thoughts on uh, Tiger King. Um, um, it was a train wreck. Uh, if, if you have watched it, please reflect on it. Yeah, and just try think to, about try it. Try to think you know. about it. If you haven't watched it and you think uh, maybe I will, please... Keep that stuff in mind. Please keep that stuff in mind just, and just go into it with your critical thinking hat on. Yeah. And your guard up in terms of not just being, not buying everything that you're sold yeah. by the... Uh, Don't leave yourself completely open to the narrative. Yeah, because it, it yeah, it's easy. And it's, again, it's not, it's not that it's, uh, it's like you're dumb or weak or whatever if you, yeah. if you fall for it. It's just, it's easy to be sucked yeah. in. It's, by, and it's easy, especially with as much media as is out there right now, it's easier to just passively consume. Yeah. But you really shouldn't passively consume anything. Especially not things that are real. Yeah, and <laughs> like documentaries things that are presented as being That's, the yeah. truth. Yeah, things that are presented as being the truth you shouldn't passively consume. Uh, it's one thing to passively consume, like fucking like a, a sitcom. A sitcom. Even then, you shouldn't. But I mean, you yeah. Know, we're, we're you know we get it. Like you sometimes you just want to turn Some, your brain yeah, off. Sometimes and watch you TV. want to turn your brain off. We understand. But definitely yeah. something like a documentary, and especially a documentary that is about people. Yeah. And especially a documentary that's about people that are still alive. Uh-huh. Just please don't passively consume this. Yeah. Think about it a little bit and and go in uh critically and uh and and feel free to meme on it, but just think about what your memes are contributing to society at large because yeah. I might I'm real done with the Carol the bitch Carol Baskin memes. Like, I'm just real done with them. There, there are people that in my Facebook feed that I've lost additional respect for. Yeah, I mean, I and, and again, it's not that I, I don't think that they're intentionally being misogynistic. I think it's just you get caught up in the narrative and yeah. you, you know, you don't really think too critically about it. And then you, you're like, yeah, she seemed kind of like a bitch. Yeah. And, and it's fun to because Joe Exotic's fun and he made that funny song about her and he found the person who looked exactly like her to be in the music <laughs> video which that was incredible but um it is yeah it's uh, it's a whole thing it's a this is a real um i will say that I, I will say that the whole experience of the thing has been a really like window into society mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and a reminder uh, again uh, of, of things that like i said when it when i was when, when you're like oh i wasn't surprised by how everybody reacted to carol baskins it was a bit of a reminder to me uh of how screwed we all are yeah <laughs> and i do i do wonder if this would be making as big of a splash as it is if we weren't all currently yeah like, that's a big part of it bored and also looking to escape yeah no i'm sure i mean it would still be making a big splash but yeah i think it would not the same maybe, maybe not the, not same, the same, level. same height yeah no it definitely wouldn't because it's I, I read some statistics the other day that streaming content is up like 15 percent since the sort mm-hmm. of isolating thing has started so like it's just a lot more people are are streaming and watching and yeah and that sort of thing so yeah it still would have been a big thing but probably not quite as big or um that's it um uh if you thank you for if you listened all the way to the end thank you for supporting (laughs) us on patreon uh we're gonna record another episode here very shortly um and we'll just tell you what we're gonna talk about now we teased it in the 
And the Hidden Figures episode. The Hidden Figures episode. But uh, we just finished New Girl. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of, uh, we and, and we're done watching, I'll say, <laughs> a show called Lost Girl. We're over so we're, it. We're, <laughs> we're done watching it. That doesn't imply anything. I don't want to spoil our feelings. Um, so uh, we're gonna do a new Lost Girl episode, a Lost New Girl episode, one of the whatever whatever it'll be called. But we're gonna discuss both those shows to some extent uh, in another patron only exclusive episode. Um, probably a lot of people have seen New Girl. Probably not yeah. a lot of people have seen Lost Girl, but some. Um, I say a lot. We there's like twenty patrons, so odds are like a few of you have seen Lost Girl and. <laughs> Probably half of you have seen New Girl, would be my guess, in that ballpark figure. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about those two shows. Um, that's it. That's that's what we're going to do. So, hopefully that you find that interesting. Well, that's what we're planning on. Um, I'm sure over the next month or so, we'll be consuming a lot of content. Yeah. No, there will so. be more. I'm just saying that was the next one we're going to do uh, yeah. sometime in the next few days, and it'll be out in a, a couple weeks or something, because uh, we just finished, we just, uh, we wrapped up both of those shows recently. So, uh, until next time, guys, gals, non-binary, and everybody else. Keep reading books. Oh, yeah. Do we normally do that? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Stay inside, uh, stay safe, uh, uh, and stay sane. Yeah. <laughs> stay Carol Baskins didn't kill her husband. <laughs> Definitely not. Or, like, it's like a very small percentage chance that she killed her It's husband. like maybe a 5% chance. It's like a 5 to 10% chance. Husband. She probably didn't. Probably did. Consume media responsibly. Consume media responsibly. There you go. That's a good one.